This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Gordon, can you imagine? Let, let me Now, we filled in for DPH for Rothenberg last week. Mm. Five to eight. Tomorrow, they are at Jets training camp. Five right, to eight in the morning. Right and early. I, I'm sure everybody will be looking to answer questions at that hour. Oh, absolutely. And the only people, no, five in the morning, the only people be awake will be the coaching staff. <laughs> Sal will be up. You know, LaFleur will be up. Uh, you know, Obrick will be up. They'll, they'll all be up. Players, uh, they're trying to get a little hour of sleep in. But they'll be live tomorrow morning. As a matter of fact, uh, Jake the Snake is going out there. Jake the Snake probably just, just dashed out of the studio to get a quick nap. And he's got to be there very early in the morning. And they've got a chance for you to win Jets season tickets. So make sure you wake up with the guys tomorrow morning from, from 5 to 8. DPH and Rothenberg here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, uh, my Twitter nephew, NYC, says, Yanks get a B as far as rating, trade, deadline, trades. He says, Uncle L, realistically, what are Yankee fans like Gordon Damon and myself to make of Cole? He has six more years left. Seriously, is he even a top seven to eight pitcher in baseball right now? Shouldn't we be worried in the playoffs and going forward? Is he is he a, does he drop that low to you, Gordon? Seventh or eight? Well, look, he's not pit. I mean, what are we going on? Just this year, who he is as a as a pitcher? I mean, compared he, to he, who he was, yeah. I mean, like who he was was far more dominant. Um, but I mean, again, I, I feel like I'm I'm a broken record. He has finished in the top five in Cy Young each of the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, he's not going to finish that uh, this year. Uh, I'm not worried. It's almost like the Aaron Judge stuff. I'm not worried about the next six years. I'm worried about the right now. Can we worry yeah. about the right now and get him right? Now, the fact that his velocity is still good is a good sign. He's not hurt. That would be disaster. Right. He's just had these individual starts where he can't seem to get anybody out, really. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that, that's the problem. Uh, or it, by the time he figures out how to get people out, the game has already been kind of decided yeah. uh, like yesterday you know after the first inning he was great yeah but he gave up six runs in the first inning so uh, look you signed him to be the best pitcher in baseball and he has not been the best pitcher in baseball you signed him to be the final piece to get you over the top he has not done that so he has been a disappointment he is you know based on his performance has been overpaid but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you know like with the Yankee fans it feels like if everything's not great it's garbage like, everything's garbage. You know, if this isn't right, oh, it's garbage. Oh, we got to get this guy. We got to get that guy. Oh, get Glaber Torres out of here. We got to get IKF out of Josh Donaldson, get him out of here. We got to get everybody except for Aaron Judge is, if you're not great, you're terrible. I don't think he's been terrible, but he has not lived up to what he has done so far. But I will say this. If there's a time to have the struggles, when you're 30-something games over 500 with an 11-game lead in the division, this is the time to figure it out. As long as he finds himself late September going into the postseason, because ultimately that's what you got him for. You didn't get him for the regular season. Peter Alonzo just went deep for nothing. That's you, you didn't get him for the regular season going. You got him for the postseason. I mean, you got, him, you got him for a key series in the regular season, right? You got him for Boston. You got him for the Rays. You got him for the Astros. You got him for a key series. Okay, I get that. And his job as an ace is to make sure that he stops losing streaks. That's his job. But most importantly, all right, if he has a postseason where he is close to dominant, where every game, Gordon, you could say he gives you, what, two runs, he gives up two runs, five hits, pitches six, seven innings, you'll sign up for that right now. 
Yeah, and the idea that his season has now been decided at this point is also, you know, like guys struggle sometimes, right? Like guys don't all, you know, fire the same way. And I do, as I brought up last night, the fact that he's in a town with both Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer does not paint a a good uh, comparison for him. Clearly, he does not measure up. He has not measured up to that standard, at least so far. But again, if he has a a you know similar regular season to what he's had so far. He pitches to a three-and-a-half ERA, and the Yankees win most of his starts like they have done so far this year, but he has a blip every once in a while where he's terrible. But he gets into the postseason, and he helps you win a World Series. That will fix it. There's been plenty of guys who have had bad regular seasons, and it's completely forgotten about with how they perform in the postseason, and vice versa. If you yeah. have a great regular season, he had a great regular season last year. He finished second in the Cy Young. And that was completely forgotten about because he had one bad start against the Red Sox and it ended the Yankee season. Yeah, yeah. So it's really about the postseason. If he's okay in the postseason, you'll be okay. And, and then you'll, you'll feel differently about him. Okay, I, get why you're, I get why you're a little concerned about him because he's not. you're comparing him to what he was in Houston and how he dominated the Yankees in the postseason. I get it. But, you know, he's been consistent. He's been available. Ooh, back to back. Vogelbach. There you go. Yeah. Look, you, you mentioned it the other day, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's 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 rolling. He's, he's absolutely roll. rolling. See, I, the Mets should hire me. I do a great job stimulating their ballplayers. Right. You should start <laughs> t- saying about how Garrett Cole's got to go uh, nine innings in the postseason. <laughs> he does have to. Get, listen, he yeah. does have to go seven, eight innings, Gordon. That's what oh, you're paying yeah. him for. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, that's what you're paying him for. He is your ace. He's the best pitcher on your staff. That's what he is expected to do. So it's um, you know it's 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 very interesting to see how how he's going to perform and he'll get it. look he is a he is a pitching empresario <laughs> okay he'll get it he'll fill, he'll figure it out he's a guy who studies it he's a perfectionist he will get it figured out he will you hope I'm so confident. I'm confident see the problem that I have mostly is not that he's going to be bad in the entire uh, postseason but that he's had these blips. And if you have these blips in the postseason, man, that you only need one, right? It, like last year, he had a blip, and the Yankees yeah. uh, got blooped. <laughs> they yeah. were, gone, they yeah. were gone very quickly from the postseason last year. Yeah. So uh, they'll have a different, you know, setup this year. It's not going to be just one game when they get there, but um, yeah, it's 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 a concern because he's the guy that is supposed to be the thing you can rely on in a, mm-hmm. in a rotation full of question marks. He's supposed to be the exclamation point and he has not been, well, yeah, he, there's been some words thrown around when he's starting games <laughs> that end in exclamation points, <laughs> but it's not, it's not the words that you want. No, it isn't. Not it's, with the tone that you want. You, you want no. it to be, you know, all right, all right. You know, you yeah. don't want it to be all right. You know, yeah. in other words, yeah. shorter words. Uh-huh. Of 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 uh, five letters or less. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Tony's in the car. What's up, Tony? Long time no hear from my friend. It's been my fault. I, I I just got one question. Justin Verlander was available when he was in Detroit, and Cashman didn't get him. Why? Prospects. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think there, I think there was the a couple of things at the time. You know, Verlander, um, again, like when Verlander goes to Houston, we all just assume he's going to be the, the Verlander of Houston no matter where he goes. Um, you know, when he was mm. uh, his final year in Detroit, uh, he was pitching to an ERA of almost four. 
Uh, he was 34 years old, and he was making, I think it was like $20 million. Um, now, at the end of the day, you should have clearly, we all realize that the Yankees should have gotten him at the time, but it's not like he, you know, he got to Houston and all of a sudden he was pitching to an ERA of one. And he has been outstanding. He's been a, a superstar in every season that he has pitched for the Astros really since then, including this year at the age of 39. Uh, now, what has changed from where he was in Detroit, which was a good pitcher's ballpark, uh, you know, he seemed like he was clearly in the decline phase of his career. Yes. And then he got to Houston, and look at that, Larry. All of a sudden, they flipped the switch and something. I can't put my finger on it, but something has changed. I wonder what it could be. Yeah, that, that, that is interesting. Look, look mm. at Jason Garrett in the booth. Uh, for yep. the NFL He's going to be clapping it up. Clap yeah. it up. Yeah, he better not clap too loud with that lightning around there. Yeah. You be careful. <laughs> be you imagine you go all the way to the Hall of Fame game and then, you know, like, how much are you really expecting to get out of the game and then the game can't even start because I it's know. thunder and lightning? Yeah, I know. I, I, always remember, I thought they always played the thunder and lightning going back in the day. Yeah, they, you know, nowadays. <laughs> I mean, the think of things that we used to do, Larry. <laughs> you know, we were kids when things were going on. And yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody cares. Now everybody cares about everything. I mean, Got to be safe. I mean, that's all they did was play in bad weather, I thought, in football right. when I was watching it younger. I, I mean, I, you know what's the best is to, you know, like if you have a, a football fan of like a certain age, you go back and, sh- and, they, and they think they know what football is. You go back and show them the 70s and uh-huh. the 80s. Yeah. I mean, there are clips. I think it was the one with Finn Scully. There was a clip going around on the Internet where there was a fire in the stands, Larry, yeah. in the stands. And uh, they, they, they just kept playing the game. Nothing, nothing changed. They didn't oh. evacuate the building. For you what? know, t- today is the anniversary of Robin Ventura and, uh, and Nolan Ryan. Remember, Ventura yes. went out to the yeah. mound, and that yeah. was clearly a mistake. Yeah. Nolan Ryan stayed in that game, pitched seven innings, Larry. <laughs> like nowadays, both guys would be gone. They'd be suspended. They'd be... You know, they'd have to apologize. They'd have to apologize to sponsors. Every Oh, my goodness, the things that we go. Back then, nah, you're, you're good. We're good. It's all right. Keep it going. Keep, Keep it going. All right, let's get back to playing baseball. Yeah, Play on, ball. Let's go. Time in. You know what's an interesting? I didn't use this one last night in um, what I learned on TikTok. Uh-huh. Do you realize that Nolan Ryan faced the last three single-season home run leaders? In his career, he faced Roger Maris, he faced uh, Mark McGuire, and he faced Barry Bonds. And I think that they were like one for 11 against him. Isn't that crazy? Crazy stat. Let me tell you what was even crazier. He was a Met. Yeah, that was one that got away, huh? (laughs) He was a Met. He was a Met, Gordon. He was a Met who who couldn't throw strikes. Yeah. But, you know, like, we all think that how it turns out is the only way it could have turned out. Who knows? Maybe if he stayed with the Mets, it would have never have worked. Maybe it was coaching that he got along the way. Maybe it was the maturity of getting traded. We all like the thing with Verlander. We all make it out like if he would have wound up with the Yankees, that he would have just turned out to be the exact same guy. Maybe he would have been. Maybe he would have been just as great, and the Yankees would be winning the World Series that the uh, or the, the one World Series that the Astros have won since he's been there, and the Cy Young that he won. But we don't know that. I mean, that's just we're just kind of making that up because sometimes it is the there is a range of outcomes, and it doesn't mean that there's only one outcome. It means there's a different uh, there's a lot of different ways it could go. You're right. You're right. There's no doubt about it. But he's not the one I expected the Yankees to get. There was another pitcher on that staff 
that I thought was a shoe-in to come to the Bronx. I'll tell you who that is and more calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, just relaxing, feet up, just just chilling. Listen well, you know, they're music. not, they're not, hear, they're, they're not really kids anymore. You know, I got 14 and a 12 year old. Yeah, they're uh, surfing. Yeah, That's why I yeah, said they're surfing. I mean, they're they're, you. Yeah, they're not, they're not, they don't need, they don't need mom and dad anymore. You know, no, they, uh-huh. they're off on their own thing now. That's a good thing for mom and dad. Yeah, it is, but it isn't. You know, they, you kind of miss that, like being needed, you know? Uh, I remember, yeah. I remember oh, I was on good. a road trip uh-huh. um, uh, when I was covering the Yankees with Yes and John Flaherty. Uh, his son, we were sitting on the bus. I was sitting next to John Flaherty, and his son called him. And this was when my son was, you know, an infant. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, 13 years ago. Uh, and John Flaherty picks up his phone, his phone, and his son called him. He's like, hello. I, I think his son's name was Logan. He's like, hello, Logan. And I said to my wife at that time, I said, I can't imagine there's ever going to be a time where Jack's old enough to just pop, you know, just call me on the phone. And sure enough, it, it, fly, it comes a lot faster than you think. Yeah. <laughs> it comes a just, lot quicker than you think. Enjoy it now. Yeah, I know. Enjoy it, Gordon, because, you know, you're going to fast forward. You're going to be, you know, away. Oh, my son doesn't need me. Phone rings. Dad, somebody hit the car. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, those days will probably come. And I always, you know, I always say to them, I want to, you know, because I'm the big bad wolf. You know, dad's always going to be the the guy who, you know, lays down the law when needs to be. Um, but I said, you know, I always want you to have the relationship where if something goes wrong, you think now I need my dad, you know, you're not going to worry about the, the big bad wolf so much, but right. uh, we've not gotten to that stage yet. I, I actually offered <laughs> during the pandemic, we were so bored. We're sitting in the house. I said, come on, why don't we go out and we'll test the car out a little bit. We'll go to the, you know, we'll go to the, you know, he's 13. I said, come on, we'll go, we'll get you a couple of driving lessons early. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, ah, oh, come like, on. Up. So, I said, no, I said, I said, when I was 13, if they would have given me that chance, I'd have jumped at it. Oh, I would have jumped. sometimes I did that and they didn't even know, you know, <laughs> I got a story. Wow, well, Gordon, you, you, you're really good at this driving thing. It's almost like you've been practicing. Uh, no, not at all. Why no, would you no, think no. that? I just, you know, driver's head in school. Right. Exactly. Wink, 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 wink. Mm. Driver's head. <laughs> Eugene's in Japan. Eugene, welcome <laughs> to 9870 SPN. Japan, not Japan, but I like it. First time, long time. Um, I got something for you. So I have a little theory on uh, on why Garrett Cole has uh, has not been the stud that he was in Houston. And uh, it's a little out of left field, but I blame the Yankees and the Steinbrenners in particular. Because if you look at Garrett Cole in Houston, the guy is a stud. And why is he a stud? He's got that big beard going, and it's covering up that face. You see him in New York, he had to shave his face. He is not the same guy. And I think this is why it's always in the first inning. You see him in the first inning, he sees his face up on the screen. He's got to come out to all the fanfare. Everybody's staring at that naked face. I don't think he looks good without the beard. I think he knows he doesn't look good without the beard, and it's killing his confidence. I'll hang up and listen. All right, right. Eugene, thanks for the call. Larry, what did I say during the week? There's not a lot of really, really fantastic calls. No, I mean, you know, we take a lot of calls. Some of them are good. Some of them bring, yeah, you know, good points. Excellent. But they're, they're not all gold. I thought he was going the spider tack route. I thought he was too. Yeah. I thought I, he was that, just going to say sense. they cheat better in Houston. Right. Oh, well, clearly. They know how to. I mean, they've been cheating since 86, Larry. I mean, they've, been, they've <laughs> always been. They, they always <laughs> been cheating. Those, those Houston Astros. Different owners, different players. But the, the story remains the same. Yep. Same team. <laughs> same team. Um, 
And look, you can't like if that is the reason why he's struggling now. He's got to get around. I mean, he's got to figure it out. I mean, he was a very high draft pick. It wasn't like this guy is somebody that came out of nowhere and was just completely the result of spider tech. He's had good seasons without. He didn't have it last year. Had to adjust on the fly. Um, but I mean, baseball took it away. Right. He can grow a mustache. I, look, the, the beard thing is so silly at this point. You know, I get it. The Yankees don't want people to look like, uh, you know, Charlie Blackman. You know, it looks like he's, you know, I don't want to say what he looks. Yeah, I mean, he looks disheveled. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, there's there no go. other there way to put it. He looks disheveled. He looks like he belongs in ZZ Top or something. What, you know? what, what was Boston? Yeah, the idiots? What right, they, the idiots. Nobody like was complaining idiots. about the beards. It's no. just, a, I mean, it's no. so silly. Keep it trim. Right, just, trim you know. Okay. Right, there's a, there was a time where, you know, beards was a, a th- not a thing, but, you know. I don't know. It just seems such a silly thing to be instituting and, and forcing guy. You know, why don't we worry about the important stuff rather than the beards? Then, then it would stop the rash of porno mustaches that have appeared. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's certain guys that are just crying out for a bit. You know, Carpenter, that 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 mustache he's got going on there he looks like a plumber. <laughs> Give me a beard, please. Give, yeah, that, he needs, beard he needs for that a beard. Man. Right. He really does. And it uh, would kill me if, if I could grow a good beard like Cole could or, or like Carpenter did. You would. I would, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gordon, here's the pitcher I thought the Yankees were definitely going to have on that same staff. He's not pitching for the Mets. And that's Scherzer. I thought for sure when he was a free agent that they were going to go get him. Yeah. I really did. I that, really more so, more I, so than Verlander. I yeah. thought Scherzer was a shoo-in to be a Yankee. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was a big free agent that year, and um, I, I guess that you know the 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 um, the amount of injuries, pitching, you know, investing that much money in a pitcher, I think that that was the issue at the time. Clearly, the wrong call because not only did he live up to that contract, he's gotten another big contract since then, and uh, you just think about how you know the sliding doors theories of of how things could have turned out, and you know when you don't get the right guy. Think about all the times you're trying to fill that spot with all the wrong guys. And you, yep. and you keep going and trying to, you know, again, like it, sometimes it's worth it to pay the top dollar. Absolutely. Well, the players are on the field at the Hall of Fame game, Gordon, uh, and it's starting to rain. And that, that takes me back to <laughs> sideline jets, Gordon. Yeah. It's pouring at MetLife. It is pouring. And uh, Jack Maldonado who was engineering at the time, he now engineers for John and Susan on the Yankee broadcasts, says in my ear, quote, okay, Larry, you can go in. I don't want the equipment ruined. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let you know how important you are. Yeah, Gordon, right. To the, to, the, to the team. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I can understand why the Jaguars want to get out on the field as fast as possible. Anything to put the Urban Meyer season oh, behind please. them? Absolutely. I mean, there's a re- they probably volunteered to play the first game. Anything to get that taste out of their mouth from last year. Yeah, and, and, and we get chance to see Trevor Lawrence. He's Now, that's somebody who's happy that Urban Meyer's oh, gone. Oh, <laughs> yikes. He's got to be the happiest of them all, right? No I mean, questions about it. He went from can't miss to completely missed. I mean, he yeah. looked like he was just completely lost last year. I almost wish they could get you. I mean, some of the stories came out, but you know there has to be a thousand other stories yes. that haven't come out about his time in in, in Jacksonville. And uh, you know, look, rooting for the Dolphins, I've rooted for a lot of bad head coaches. I'm worried I'm going to be rooting for another bad head coach this year, but it'll be a long time before anybody makes a hire that was as bad as Urban Meyer. That that guy embarrassed them on the field. He embarrassed them off the field. <laughs> 
They was a mess from jump. That was that was the worst coaching hire that we'll all ever see. How could you be worse? How could you be worse? And and who? And we were just talking about Adam Gase. He's worse than Adam Gase. Imagine that. Well, Adam Gase did last two years. I know. Probably shouldn't have. No, he but he did last two years. <laughs> he did. He did. It's scary. You know what, Gordon? Let's talk a little football when we return. 1-800-919-3776. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. It's hard to see a Damer on ESPN New York tonight, the early edition. Until 10, then it's the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, if I'm a Jet fan, I don't like what I heard from Zach Wilson. How so? I don't like the his his uh, his enthusiasm about what I was drafted to do is those out of the out of the pocket plays where I could just run and throw out of the pocket and I could just do this yeah out of the that's pocket. not see that see that's see part that's of the what package last but year. that's not why you were drafted right you were drafted because you have a you have a a great throwing arm you you were drafted because you can make all the throws and Gordon you, there were a couple of times when he did beat. Some linemen <laughs> that didn't tap, didn't track him down from behind, and he threw from one side of the field to the other. You could see he has a he has a really good throwing arm, but you weren't. That's not why you were drafted to make the off schedule plays. And there's this thing with him about okay, you can make the off schedule plays, great, but that's not the focus. And it just sounds like that's his priority. You know what I mean, Gordon? You, you just hear him. It's like, see, I can do that. Okay, you can do that. But that's not what you're supposed to do all the time. That's not your focus. Your focus is to make sure that you do the right things. If that happens, okay, that happens. But it just sounds like I can't I, – I'm hoping. And I'm, I'm not maybe reading into it based on last year. But it just sounds like I'm just hoping for an off-schedule play. Boy, I can't wait to get out there and run and show what I can do. Yeah, it's not it, – you know, he has to like – it's about the team first and more about than him making these individual spectacular plays. Um, I, I, I'd like to think that he understands that by now uh, because, you know, just to be thinking that that's the, you know, he can do that, but it's kind of hard to script that, right? Yeah. Like if you're, when you're talking about scripting an offense, you can't, well, we're going to have a, we're going to have a breakdown here and letting Zach run around and, and maybe he'll hit a big play here or there. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to think that that's part of the package, and that's because he is that special in terms of his arm. But it's kind of hard to recreate that, especially when the other aspects, the routine aspects, the the, the mundane plays that just get you three or four yards, uh, those didn't happen last year. And 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 it was a fo- It's not like it's coming out of the clear blue sky. We talked about it last year. Mm-hmm. The coaching staff talked about it. We just wanted him to play boring. Yeah, they just wanted. Him- Gordon, they wanted him to stay in the pocket a little bit longer and go through your pro- go through your reads and get the ball out and throw it away. Like it's okay for you to throw it away. And it just seems like I and I listen. Gordon, we've watched football a long time. We've spoken to a lot of quarterbacks. And I get it. I get the idea of let me just hang in there. I know I can make this play. I don't want to throw it away. I just give me an extra second. I can make it. I can make this play. I can make the pass. I get it. I understand that thought process. I understand what they're thinking. But for the betterment of the team, for what you did last year and watching the video, how many times when you went off schedule were you caught from behind and you lost more yardage? 
And now you're looking at second and 13 or 14 when had you just thrown it away, it might have been first and five or first and whatever it was, you would have picked up, you'd have lost it down, but you would have saved the yardage. So I, listen, once again, I understand his confidence. I understand that that's what he's comfortable doing. I, and it, once again, if I were a Jet fan, I, I understand that part of it. But can you please not just see, he just sounds so happy. Like, off schedule plays. Okay. Yep. The offensive line is better. Hopefully, they're not going to be that many off schedule plays for you this year. It's not the slam dunk contest, right? Like where you get 15 tries to make one unbelievable play. No, they all count. They're all part of the game. It's, it's not like you get the, the amount of tries that you want before you succeed. <laughs> we, need you, we need you to be making just the routine plays a lot in every drive, right? Every drive yes. is going to have a couple of routine plays. And if those blow up, well, then the chances of you hitting the spectacular play uh, is, has been lessened. You know, it's funny. I, I, I was looking, you know, because you, you know you're going to talk Jets, you're going to talk Giants sure. every show. Mm-hmm. So I Googled, you know, just certain topics about the Jets today, make sure there wasn't anything I was missing. So I, I Googled the name Zach Wilson. Okay. And just to show you how, like, people have got to calm down. Everybody has got to calm I get it. There's a need for content there are people there to fill the content, but it just feels like, I don't know, in the day and age of clicks, that everything is about getting the most click. These are some of the, the headlines, Larry, okay. that come up when I, when I Googled Zach Wilson. <laughs> this be great. Zach Wilson, perfect in Jets team drills to celebrate his 23rd birthday. <laughs> the very next post, could Joe Flacco start for the New York Jets over Zach Wilson? <laughs> I swear to God. Um... The next one, Joe Flacco outplaying Zach Wilson, NFL world reacts. Um, The next one, uh, Zach Wilson's big throw, but bad day overall highlights first day in pads. I mean, every like we all realize this is this is important. I'm not saying it's not important for him. It's not important for the team. It is obviously important. Mm -hmm. But judging. Taking any real takeaways from this part of the year, when we don't have stop. enough to go on, we got to stop, man. Stop and it's not just the people who are com- providing the content, because, again, there are people who want that content. If people didn't want that content, if, those co- if that content didn't get clicks, people would stop providing you that information. But mm-hmm. clearly, that's what gets the information. I just thought that that was funny. <laughs> you know? Joe Flacco, could he start over Zach Wilson? First of all, he's, Joe Flacco's supposed to be better than Zach Wilson. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been through the ringer, but yeah, I mean, look, if, I'll you know, say this. If Joe Flacco is better than Zach Wilson this year, Jets got a problem. They do, but he's yeah. supposed to be better as far right. as Right, he's supposed to the, know, the, yeah, the he's supposed to know things. a little bit more about the position after yeah, playing it for as long as he to. is. Right, you know, the fundamental things that, that, that what, right. you, what you want Zach Wilson to get better at, he's, he, Flacco's better at that. Flacco's better at that now. Now, as far as talent is concerned, I, no, you're right. If, 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 he's, if he's starting, then there's a... That means Zach Wilson's injured. (laughs) Right. That's a major major issue. It's a major issue. But on the other side of it, Gordon, and listen, I'm not saying he should start. I'm not saying Flacco should start. But I said to you last year, Gordon, this, and I, and I understand he, it's, it's his job to lose. I get it. But Gordon, the way that that kid played last year, he was not ready. He should, he should have to, there should be, the reps should be split a little more unevenly for him. Yeah, I look at I, I, yeah, I think at this point though, you, you know what? If he's not good, you're screwed. Uh, yeah, it's almost like Garrett Cole. If Garrett Cole's not good, you're screwed. If the, if yeah. Zach Wilson's not, I'm not saying he has to be great. I'm not saying he has to be 
what we think he will eventually get to. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't give you a a you know a, a media, just a league average kind of quarterback play at the start of the season, the Jets are going to have problems. If, if we ever hear the name Mike White or Joe Flacco, it's not that's good. A problem. Yeah, that's it's not, not good. good. No, and he was. I mean, that's why it takes. It takes it a little hard to take what the Jets are saying about him all that seriously because they're the ones who said that he was ready to go last year, and it was clear coming into the year. No, he wasn't ready. He was not ready. It's 5-3, Gordon. It is 5-3. Braves just got a big home run. Was that a Cunha? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Cunha doing it. Of course it was. He's a great player. He is. He's fabulous. So, uh, no, you're absolutely right. and But that's why I I, uh, am – if I'm Robert Sala, I'm telling you, I'm saying it over and over again. And, and the Jets have said it, Gordon. I'll, I'll give them credit. We'll get to the calls in a second. I'll give them credit. Uh, they're looking at the run game. They want this to be a right. run game to be very prominent in this offense because they understand that you got to be able to move the football on the ground here to take it to you know take some of the pressure off their young quarterback. And that would do wonders for him. If they could get that ground game going consistently, Gordon, it just makes it, makes it that much easier for him. You would hope so. Easier. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, 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 this is not the Zach Wilson show. I will no, say that. Right. No. I mean, between the receiving talent that they now have, and look, it's still, you know, even somebody like Elijah Moore, it's, it's year two, right? Like, he's yeah. not year five. Uh, so even, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson, he's a rookie. But they have mm-hmm. far more talent yes. on offense yes, overall. They than they've yes, had they in do. a very long time. They have two uh, – look, we have not seen Hall play yet, but, I, I mean, you know, the, the fact of, of looking at his tape, it looks like he's going to be – I said last night, I'd be very surprised if he's not at least a very good NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the kid that they had last year, um, uh, 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 Michael Carter. Michael Carter, right. Yeah, who, who looks – you know, is pretty good. Usually that, that San Francisco-type offense mm-hmm. has multiple backs out of the back – They've got far more talent. The offensive line, as long as Becton doesn't blow up, should be far better. So, again, it's not the Zach Wilson show. That's what we're going to judge it on because he's the quarterback, and to be really good when you're getting taken second overall at the end of the day, you are going to be the one being judged. But this does not have to be like Zach Wilson carrying the team on his back. Right. That's for sure. We didn't bring him in to be Joe Namath. No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Nope. Didn't bring him. And even Joe Namath had a running game. <laughs> you need, you need weapons. Down, he may have thrown down the field, but even he had a running game. I was in Staten Island. What's up, I? Hey, good evening, Larry. Good evening, Gordon. And well, we've been talking about it, and you're so right. Listen, I've watched enough of these practices already this summer to tell you this team is going to be a run-first team. Now, listen, sometimes you just have to throw your, your game plan out the window because sometimes games start off crazy and you got to go with it. But at the end of the day, Zach Wilson can't be throwing 35, 40 passes a game. I'm sorry. It's not going to work. This Hall and Carter are going to be fed the ball. Uh, whether they keep Kevin Coleman or not, he's going to be involved in it. you got the tight ends involved. This All he has to go out there, and he has to be a Mark Sanchez. He has to manage these games. Don't make the mistakes. Take what the defense gives you. Take the shots when the floor dials them up. Because this defense – while I still have some concerns whether they could stop the run, the secondary is vastly improved. They're definitely going to get to the quarterback because the defensive line has a lot of really good players. And you know what? You can make the argument that this team is young and promising and there's potential, but they're going to win a good amount of football games this year if the quarterback plays well. 
we're going to have to see. So right now, it's been an up-and-down camp, but it's still early. We'll see where he's going to be at. But like every, like Gordon, you mentioned on his birthday, he had a good day. What happened was they ran the ball a lot that day, and he took <laughs> little short passes, and he hit the tight ends. And that's what they want him to do. And we'll see how it does once defensive coordinators start game planning against him. See, that's that's that that's what now, Ira. You said they want him to do like Mark Sanchez. Does that mean that he's going to have the red light and the green little pad that Rex had to give Sanchez? <laughs> like this is the important part. You can't throw the ball here in this area. This is the red area and the green area. It's okay to throw. They're going to have to do that to him too. <laughs> no, I, they're not going to. They're not going to do that. But Larry, it's funny because you know we got the, the green and white if the weather permits. It Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Remember back up in Cortland when Sanchez got booed in that scrimmage game? That's right. Yeah, I mean, did. I mean, how brutal was that? I mean, that that was awful. But there, there's not going to be no green, yellow light, or red lights, or any of that. <laughs> they're they're going to dial it up. But I tell you one thing, and Gordon, I know you're not going to like to hear this as a Dolphin fan. Conklin and Huzama are going to be game changers because these guys are going to be heavily involved. And you could see that these guys both have good hands. They run like deers and they're big blockers. And I think it's going to make, if the quarterback wants to learn to play that way, he has everything around him to be successful. I hear you, Ira. All right, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. Always good hearing from you. And Gordon, listen, tight end, tight end is quarterback's best friend along with the running game. So if they, if he can find a way to, once again, be a game manager. March the ball down the field, Gordon. That that that. Then then he's then he's better than he was last year already, because that means his decisions are better. Yeah. Well, he has to be. Uh, he he. No you know, that, that's the thing. Like last year, as bad as he was, like nobody came into last year expecting, you know, anything. I don't think that they were. Ex- they shouldn't have been expecting great things because right. the team was still very much a work in progress but even with the whatever the modest expectations were he failed to live up to those so it can't look anything like it did last year it has to see that's the way that's the area there's no question that he can be brilliant at times but can he be consistent the entire time that's mm-hmm. what he really has to show uh, because like all the things that were highlighting the running game and you know uh, you know little dump off passes here and there he struggled with those it was, yeah, wasn't necessarily the, the, the big throw down the field. I mean, he looked lost, completely lost, as, yep. as lost as any quarterback that was that highly taken really has been in a very long time. It, it, was, it was bad. It was, it was bad. bad. It really was. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. I'm very curious to see how Todd Bowles is going to be Excuse me, although it's a little easier because he's got Tom Brady. Yeah, that helps. So I'm very curious to see how his philosophy is going to be, what he learned from his years with the Jets, right, as a head coach in his first job, and how he applies that with his second job. The other person I'm very curious about is Josh McDaniel. Now, he was a guy that, you know, when he was in Denver, Gordon, there's a lot of people that were happy to see him leave. <laughs> so, you know, what has he learned? He was he was one of those from the Belichickian school who thought he was little Belichickian himself. Yes. So the question is going to be, did he, you know, is is he going to have made, does he soften a little bit that side? Does he become more of Josh McDaniels? Because the a lot of the guys who left Belichick trying to beat Belichick haven't survived. I mean, his coaching tree is not great success-wise. We've seen people want to leave Belichick. 
Right. I mean, like, and he's the one that's actually done the, right. Like he's yeah. the, the head coach yeah, that's right. done the winning and it, and even with him, it, it eventually uh, grinds people down too much. Well, look, I will say this when Josh McDaniel, remember he had the, uh, the Colts job all lined up. He was going to be the coach. And then for whatever reason, he backed out at the last minute. It seemed like he knew that Andrew Luck, I mean, it would be a coincidence that he just, he decided to back out and then Andrew Luck decides to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the he got hammered for backing out at that time. He'll never get another head coaching job. It was probably the right call, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. because if he takes that job and he's not success not successful because they don't have a quarterback, you you if you get two jobs, that's I mean it's hard enough to get one job. If you get a second job and you're not successful, the chances of you getting a third job are pretty much nil. Uh, I mean, I, I I'd be hard pressed to think of a head coach that flamed out the way that McDaniels did in Denver, where I think they started really hot that year. Mm-hmm. I think they won like their first five games. Yeah. So then all the expectations were sky high and then the, the roof caved in and it caved in on him. Uh, so it, it's probably just as well. He didn't take that Colts job because then he probably would have gotten the Raiders job for sure. And um, it looks like this Raiders team could be pretty good this year. You know, yeah. I guess it kind of depends on how, how, how much he can get out of Derek Carr. But they're a team last year that made the playoffs from that game against the Chargers where mm-hmm. um, they got that win where it seemed crazy and, and they decide to make the coaching change uh, in the offseason. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I, you know, uh, I'll be interested to see what they get because uh, they're in a – I mean, you talk, you talk about playing in a tough division. Yes, indeed. That's a tough division there, man. It is. You know? Oof. It is. It is. Well, what, see, you talk about them. What, what kind of – they had some year last year. What, they, they lost – they started three and zero, lost right. seven of ten. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Gruden gets fired in week five. Right. They lose seven of ten. Uh, you know, and then they come and back. The whole and Henry Rudd situation. Yeah, Remember the whole Henry Rudd right. situation. Exactly with the, the tragedy there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they fight back. And, and you and you and here's the thing: you figure they fight back to save to get that the, the fill in coach the job, right? And he doesn't get the job. No. And, they, and I mean, they, I mean, hard. they, and the uh, the Bengals game, they lost to the Bengals in that wild wild card weekend. Um, they they were in that game. I mean, they could have, they you know, they gave, gave the Bengals uh, a run for their money. Yep, they um, did, and uh, just were not able to uh, to get the win. But yeah, I mean, you take a look at the the second half of their season. They they found a way. They got blown out by the Chiefs in a game. Yeah, but they found a way to get into the playoffs, and especially going into that that Chargers game. Everybody, including myself, oh, Chargers are going to win that. Chargers will figure out a way. They got too much firepower. How are you going to slow down the Chargers? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Raiders were able to get that win on that fi- that field goal in overtime. So um, yeah, an, an interesting team. A lot of interesting teams in the NFL this year. There's no question about it. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Jared Stidham's in trouble because McDaniel is pacing on the sideline. Right, yeah, that's not... Yelling at somebody (laughs) in the headphones. Imagine, I guess it it all has to do with who gets into the Hall of Fame. Those are the people that are going to Hall, you know, the Hall of Fame you know, the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it just seems like, I mean, you're that big a fan to go watch. <laughs> I mean, and it's not it's not being held probably. I, I, there's Raider fans that are not from Canton, right? There right, are sure. Jaguar fans that are not from Canton. Yep. It's a weird game to, let's let's get to the Hall of Fame game. And then, and of course, the Jaguar fans, you know, they can't wait to see right, their, you, their, their team. Yeah, especially after that. Let's let's start the new year. How how soon? We're in the Hall of Fame game. Okay, great. When can we start? We're good. Finally, yeah. Finally, we can get back on the field and prove that it wasn't us. 
that, that oh, an injury, a guy down. This, oh, this is what you don't want to say, Gordon. You don't want to say it. No. You don't want to say a guy down already. Already. We're in the first quarter. Ten minutes left, and there's a guy down on the field. I'm telling you, Gordon, that eventually there's going to be no preseason games. I'm just I telling mean, you. At the end of the day, right? Like, it, it's just too much risk. It's already down to three. It's, it's going right. to be none. It, it seems like it's trending in that way. Because, you know what? You'll have your scrimmages. Like Jets green and white scrimmage, Giants have a blue and blue and white scrimmage or whatever their scrimmage is. Okay, fan fest, whatever they call it, that's going to be it. <laughs> it's going to be it, Gordon. Wow, because we're, gonna, be we're also going to be playing eighteen games, right? That's right. I mean, that's only a matter of time before yeah, that uh, comes down the road. That's a done deal. They just haven't announced it yet. <laughs> and 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 what's good? And see, the question is going to be, what will the players' association get in exchange for this eighteenth game? Right. Because that that's 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 the key thing. Right, they they fought tooth and nail, right? I mean, they had the seventeenth game, uh, yep. and I'll be honest with you, I hate the seventeenth game because I was so used to ten and six, nine and yeah, seven, eight and right. eight. That's right. The odd number is is really terrible. So at it's least if you get that extra, at least it goes back to an even number. I hate well, the uh, the odd number. If I'm the NFLPA, I got to get more a bigger roster and an extra bye week minimum. Yeah, you would think so. Minimum. Bigger roster, extra bye week. I got to get two bye weeks, Gordon. I, I got to get. I yeah, that get would, two, that two would make weeks. sense. But it, it is funny how the NFL will talk about, you know, safety, player safety. Oh, yeah, that's our primary concern. Let's add another game. <laughs> yeah, that's our primary concern. Listen, we're making more money. We'll, 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 we'll pay to protect you. Oh, right. matter of fact, oh, no, we won't because we don't do that because we still we, still just a contract. Right, yeah, no. Well, look, they, they finally got one guy who has a fully guaranteed contract, and one hit that guy will get to play uh, is uh, very much up in the air. It sure is. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.